Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. I'm James. And I am Michael. Oh, and congratulations to Bob and Doug. I'm so excited. You guys watched the launch yesterday? Yeah. Very, very yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, exciting. That. It's some of the some of the only good news in the world right now, so it's kind of cool to see and very, mm-hmm. very exciting. Even though Christina and I had a little discussion about the spacesuits. Um, personally, oh, cool. I'm no. not a huge fan of the spacesuits, wow. but wow. I just think they look like a uh, like a low budget version of a spacesuit. I don't know why that <laughs> the way they're walking in them and everything. Mm-hmm. It just I was watching a, a feed from them kind of getting in the ship, and it it just looked like my my papa was there lost, and he kind of stumbled into a suit <laughs> and then stumbled onto a ship. I'm, I needed to look like, you know, the guys from Armageddon walk into the ship where it's in slow-mo and the music's playing. Like, I want to feel, I want to feel like, yeah, this is, we'll go to space. These guys felt like, where did I park my car? Where, you know, well, they, they well, seem lost. <laughs> to be fair, it is kind of the first introduction to commercial space flight. Yeah, and it did seem pretty commercial. Around. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. nobody thinks um, work uniforms are the best. And I feel like this is going to be the work uniform for the space traveler in the future. So... <laughs> I will I will say it is amazing to see the evolution of how bulky and cumbersome yes. the original suits were to how streamlined these are. I'm just yeah. I just felt like they I don't know. They just didn't look as cool as I was hoping. Mainly the helmet area was kind of like mm. I would yeah, just sure. get a bucket. Sure. But- other than that, very exciting. <laughs> the suits I really, really like, but the helmet I think is what kind of makes it feel like it's a little bit toyish. Yeah. Like I think it's a, a step in the right direction. Don't get me wrong. The science behind it is incredible. It is but amazing. But the look, the look is a little could it could have tried something maybe a little different. <laughs> Did you also <laughs> to put see it nicely. a few people posted like side by side comparisons of this shuttle? compared to uh dragon in like the interior and the actual command center of it and it no. is such a crazy stark difference like the shuttle is what you see in movies you know there's a button or a switch that does everything so you, there's there's lights and things blinking and buttons all over the place and then the uh dragon console is literally like i don't know two screens and a joystick there's nothing <laughs> nothing it's just there's nothing. It's crazy to me. Uh, it was really interesting. Th- there was a bit of a debate. People were kind of going back and forth. They're like, yeah, well, you fly the shuttle and this is basically you're just a passenger and all the computers do it for you. And people were like, oh, that's not true. That's not true. So I don't know. I, I'm assuming there's got to be manual controls because if a screen goes out, like <laughs> <laughs> something happens. <that's>, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I do. Yeah, my, my screen yeah. went out. Uh, there's got to be something that's manual on it, but it was it was such a crazy difference the difference between the suits and mm-hmm. the interiors and the control centers for the the rockets. Super exciting! I have my NASA hoodie on right now in support. So I nice. ordered a NASA uh, T-shirt cool. with the like the worm the meatball? logo. No, oh, you have not the worm the logo. I have the meatball. The not I a fan the, of the meatball. Worm I like away. them both. I, I like them both. <laughs> yeah. I, I I love the worm logo. I'm a fan of both. It's NASA, so it's not like I can. It, it's yeah. it's too hard to choose. I like both logos. I like the the worm logo has really cool guidelines. Like the well, whole it's the, yeah, it's, it's yeah. It's awesome. The worm logo is beautiful. They're both. I've seen people that did the worm meatball combo. So it just takes Ooh. the type Ooh. of NASA and swaps it for the worm logo. I think that, that also looks great. That also yeah. looks great. Yeah. Yeah. We we made, we made it a big event, uh, which was pretty awesome. And we we set up set up the the you know, TV with the live stream on. I just thought it was so cool that you know you mm-hmm. could you'd see it. My favorite part of the whole thing, besides yeah the cool touchscreens, is I enjoy that you know the the main boosters. I, it always amazes me that they come back down to earth and like and land, land. Yeah. on this tiny little thing. Um, yeah. it's, that's crazy. Mind boggling, right? There's a lot I didn't know that happened. Like the whole idea that you can go from the ground to be in orbit in 13 minutes mm-hmm. blew my mind. Because I mean, I didn't really follow any of the launches or anything like that previously. It just, it was just kind of something that happened and I didn't really care too much about it. But this time well, it was, I mean, it was it also just seemed, what, 11 years ago. Yeah. So now it's just following and actually realizing how cool it actually is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I got kind of like, I mean, I always get emotional about stupid stuff, but I was like getting emotional watching it and being able to see like a live feed the whole time of the actual astronauts in the shuttle as it's launching. Like, that's incredible. Science yeah. is great. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no. But... I I think if there's if there's some things to get emotional about, sending humans into space is definitely one of them. It's a yeah. it's, it's one of our it's feat. one of humanity's redeeming qualities is the yeah, things we a, can do when we actually listen to science. Yeah, <laughs> science, science. <laughs> well, you know what else is really excited to get uh, you know to get Speaking excited of for? Amazing feats. <laughs> what else yeah. can I get emotional about? <laughs> you can get emotional about the Nintendo Switch 10.0.3 update, which you had to update Ooh. before you could play Animal Crossing again. It gave us some great stability updates. I mean, you know, you need that stuff in your life. You do. You do. I, I love being stable. Yeah, I, li- I don't like to be not stable. I mean, you know, the, the best part of the spaceship launch was that everything was super stable and they're just like, everything's, you know, negligible. Everything's great. Everything's good to go. Bob and Doug, mm-hmm. they're going for it. You know, they're done. Bob and Doug. Bob and Doug. <laughs> That's what I, I mean, I do. The reason I even found out about it, my buddy that I podcast with, Frank, he was like, you know about the space launch? I was like, no, I forgot. And then I sent him the link because... And then he forgot. I was like, come on, man. Like, come on. Yeah. There are so many people watching. <laughs> you just told me. You just told me. Anyways, so now, now you, know, you got your update. There's nothing major in there, so don't go looking for it. And that's the news. <laughs> and then in other news, it looks like we got a little bit of a sneak peek at an aerial view of what the Super Mario World Mushroom Kingdom attraction is going to be like. You know, we've talked about like rumors of things and, and blueprints that have come out in the past, but this is actual like a visual guide as to how it's going to look and you can see things like there's going to be bowser's castle and peach's castle there's large pyramid structures for dry dry desert there's piranha plants all over note blocks uh koopa troopas (laughs) scattered all over the place um there's also like a yoshi statue with a bunch of pipes that look like they're going to be different ride entrances so Mm -hmm. possibly a yoshi themed attraction um but Unfortunately, and this really bummed me out because I was really hoping this would be the case. It doesn't look like there's going to be any real life Mario Kart. You can't really see anything about it in the photos anywhere. So that's a bit of a bummer. But, you know, just seeing the aerial photos really cool. Yeah. A little known fact, though, Bob and Doug took these aerial shots as they were flying by. <laughs> so they're a little blurry. They just stuck their iPhone out the window. Yeah, and- <laughs> they, they had their phone to hand and they got these snapshots as they were flying by. Big fans. They're big fans. But uh, yeah, it is a little bit of a bummer. No Mario Kart that we can see. Now it could be maybe maybe it's inside somewhere. Maybe that maybe. maybe it goes through a pipe. And I and I hope when you walk through these pipes, it does the sound, you know, like the little warp sound and all that kind of stuff. I really hope that <laughs> yeah. would be cool. Though I guess if everybody if, if it does it for every time somebody walks through, you'd be like going crazy. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. It looks it looks so weird seeing these photos because it looks like somebody just did a CGI yeah. um, like rendering in it a real world real. application. It does yeah. not look real. <laughs> and I had to look closer. I'm like, is that just a drawing of it? It's so odd how they look, but it's it's pretty exciting. I think this is going to be great. I cannot wait until this opens here in the States. I'm, I'm so excited to see what they do. And I can't Mario Kart's got to be in there at some point, whether it gets added later or not. That that's a that's a ride just begging to be made in a Super Mario world. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I believe it'll happen. If it's not in this one, it, it has to be in the American one. Yeah. I hope, has to fingers be. crossed. Fingers it, crossed. I, I, I'm a little. I, I, it's hard to with the aerial shots. It's so hard to figure out if this this island is giant. If this part of the park is ginormous or it's tiny, like because it's the aerial aerial shot at an angle, it just looks like there's so much stuff it's like it's overwhelming so crammed it's stuffed yeah. in there yeah yeah it really does it looks crammed i the only thing i was trying to do is relate it because hogwarts is one of the photos you can see that mm-hmm. and even though i know they like disney they play with perspective and make things look you know bigger than they really are but mm-hmm. when i was in universal i kind of i'm trying to remember sort of the scale of that mountain and hogwarts and stuff that part of the park mm. and that seems impressively large when you're walking around towns down there. So I feel like this in in relation to the photo is maybe, what, two, three times larger. And that would seem big, but man, it does look packed. It, it looks, looks really packed. crowded. So are we excited, though? Or like, what do you think? Are you excited to see this? Well, when I can get on a plane in 2022, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking exactly. of if we can get on planes, <laughs> they're not really sure when the park is going to open. There hasn't no. been a set date. And they are also not saying whether plans have been delayed due to COVID-19. So they're just being really quiet about it. And it kind of seems like they're just kind of keeping their heads down and just trying to build it. 
So, mm. well, it makes yeah. sense, I guess. Yeah. Now, something that is opening again is Nintendo Tokyo. Quarantine guidelines have recently changed, so they're saying, you know what? We're, we're moving forward with this. Nintendo Tokyo announced plans on Twitter that they're going to reopen the doors starting Monday, June 1st. They do have to limit the amount of people coming into the store, and they're going to use a reservation system for the first week to make sure that it doesn't get overcrowded, which I think makes a lot of sense because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a huge demand to get in there. Guests will have to sign up, and they will get one 45-minute shopping time slot per day, which that seems generous, 45 minutes. I, I know in the several times I've been, I think uh, an hour would be excessive to just kind of hang out in the store. So yeah. I think that'll be fine. You're going to get in, you do your thing, get out. They also clarified that select merchandise will not be available for pre-order and pickup. So obviously we know Ring Fit Adventure and Nintendo Switch units are in huge demand, especially in Japan. So those are on the list of things that you probably you know, it's going to have to get them when they're there. And I'm assuming they're short on supply. Mm, yeah. I can just imagine people going in and being like, yeah, I want to get a switch. You're like, no, oh, yeah, you, uh, well, haven't heard. Yeah. <laughs> kind of light on those. And not switch in the kind. Light. Yeah, yeah, not the kind you're looking for. <laughs> no pun, no pun intended. <laughs> I, I, do, I do go to the Best Buy website, and every day I refresh, and and, and yet still, you can get the you can get the gray. Nintendo, no one wants a Nintendo Switch light gray, gray system, <laughs> but uh, the, yeah, I can't get the can't get the full one. So maybe one day we'll see. Right, but coral in, will never happen. No, no, never again. No, coral never is gone again. forever. Yeah, it's not even on the website anymore. So actually, oh, it's not on the website anymore. Oh, jeez. I don't think that I can't even find very it. Very short lived. Yeah. Well, in the best news of the year um you know <laughs> uh, we all know the ketchup wins uh because in the, in the latest platoon the could be the last Splatfest ever and most important Splatfest ever in entire existence uh we had to put the the duel of the the mayo versus the ketchup and as we know ketchup is awesome and it totally won dominated two to one if you will just destroyed just crushed obliterated mayo and was just like, get out of here mayo and yeah, uh, to to celebrate, though, let's say, be honest, it was pretty split. It was about 50-50. It just yeah. catch up snuck As it past. should be. Yeah. And I believe the last time this ran, Mayo won. So, yes. you know. Exactly. It's even. Does that mean now we have to have an ultimate throwdown for the <laughs> winner take all? I believe so. But if you're no, like. No, no. I yes. feel like we're, we're even now. We're even now. We can move on. And let's just talk there about mustard. There must only be one. Let's, no, let's let's start talking about mustard, you know. No. Oh. Yeah, let's, well, let's, let's talk just about, move past this. Let's talk about Heinz Ketchup because Heinz Ketchup, they love all things. They like to make money and they know how to do it. And they're on Twitter and their brand account is doing fantastical things around the uh, Team Ketchup, Team Mayo. They're thinking about making some T-shirts. They put out some nice little cute uh, artwork with Team Mayo and, uh, nice. and, and Team Team Ketchup. And uh, it was really fun to like, look at their Twitter account and they're thinking about putting on some cool like splatted t-shirts. I'd buy a ketchup one. Why not? Yeah, but listen, cool. if you can't make up your mind um, and you're like, you know what? It's 1-1. One, one. They both won evenly. Why don't you just shove those two things together? Heinz has you covered. I'm not sponsoring this podcast, but if you want some <laughs> mayo mayo chup, uh, you can totally get that. And uh, they have other combinations. These aren't new. They didn't make this for Splatoon. They would make you think they did. <laughs> but a few months yeah. ago, they came out brands with these Twitter. brands on Twitter. Yeah, they're a little, they'll, they'll lie to you no matter what. <laughs> They've come up with these mashups. They have mayo chup, mayo must, cranch, and mayo Q. So if you like mayo, Christina, and you want to try it with other things... Um, you could get that. I'd be interested in the Cranch, which is a terrible name for ketchup ranch. Uh, it's no. Cranch. Cranch. No. Mayo Q? Mayo Q sounds okay. Like, you know, you get some mayo and some ketchup and some uh, barbecue. No? Oh, I would, I like yeah, that. I think that would probably be, be good. good. I think I could do yeah. that. Now, yeah. I will say, as much as mayo and ketchup, mayo chop, sounds absolutely disgusting to me, I have been talking to somebody that has had it, and they said it is delicious. So I am, I'm willing to get some in, 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 you know, uh, test this out for science sake and see what, and, and report back because I'm so, con- I'm so interested and so curious about this that I, I feel like I have to, it does make me sound, it sounds like something I would throw in my mouth the second I try it, <laughs> but mayo chop, apparently yeah, the it's sound where it's of at. it, the sound of it, combining those two things together sounds gross, but I will say they are the two main ingredients in the Seven Eleven secret sauce. That's right. So, mm, yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. If, if you sounds ever, gross, but. if you ever see a, a sauce that is 
sort of like pinkish in color. That is, it's fry sauce. So actually mayo chup is fry sauce, fry sauce. And this is pretty common. It's usually one part ketchup, two part mayo. But of course those things, you know, mix and mangle. Two parts mayo. I don't know what the Heinz is uh, in general, if it's, if it's one-to-one or not. But uh, yeah, so it, you know, and a bunch of a bunch of different franchises use this stuff all over this place. And in fact, they usually call it, you know, their special sauce and put other stuff inside of it. But yeah, so you, you might be used to that in, in general. It's big not only in the U.S. but outside the U.S. as well. So there you go. I'm interested. I'm interested. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna try this out. Maybe <laughs> this will be my gateway for mayo. Seeing how I'm so against. Putting mayo on mayo stuff. chup, the gateway condiment. Yeah, the gateway <laughs> condiment. Exactly. That could be on their. That could be their slogan. I love that. You're welcome, Heinz. Now moving on into some Animal Crossing news. We don't have much Animal Crossing, but apparently the next biggest trend is fashion shows. <laughs> so Kara Chung, <laughs> fashion, fashion. Kara Chung of the Instagram account Animal Crossing Fashion Archive thought of the idea of doing a virtual fashion show. Uh, they teamed up with stylist Mark Go Go Gorig. Sure. <laughs> I don't know from from Berlin-based fashion brand O32C, and they transformed pieces from Mark Jacobs, Valentino, Anna Sui, and a bunch more into the Animal Crossing pixelated looks. You know the ones that you can hang up in your shop. Um, so there was a three-minute video, and it was even soundtracked by Mike <laughs> Michael Gobert. <laughs> Sure. I think I butchered it, but we'll go for that. <laughs> I think you did. But we'll go with <laughs> um, it. He's worked. He's worked on music for real one runway, runway shows for Chanel, Louis Vuitton, and a few others. Now, this was also done by Hype Bay, which is they had their own fashion Animal Crossing fashion show, which streamed live on YouTube on the twenty seventh. And back in April, there was a designer named Sandy Liang who showcased her collections in the game too and did a virtual pop-up for people visiting her island. So it's really interesting to see how Animal Crossing is just so versatile for so many different industries right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, of all things, fashion shows. It's so silly, but like perfect at the same time. (laughs) Sure, sure. I think people, you know, they there's you have to it's one of those games where essentially you, you're making your own fun and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and i think that's what we're seeing people are getting super creative and doing fun things and animal crossing gives you the tools in order to do that i mean mm-hmm. we've talked about those late night shows that people are reenacting on animal crossing and this is just another example and i think it's 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 amazing and it's wonderful that they're doing it i don't know how they have the patience to get through probably everything they need to get through in order to create these things but i think it's dedication it really does and and (laughs) i think it's pretty amazing that they can do it so yeah it's awesome it's kind of like animal crossing is a sandbox game that we didn't really think was going to be a sandbox game Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's it, it sure now enables these crazy scenarios. And we were, we were just talking to my sister and my brother-in-law and they were trying to explain Animal Crossing. And then we talked about the creator part of it. And then Heather was talking about, you know, how Mark Jacobs and Valentino and all this stuff. And in fact, when I go to Heather's Heather's Island, she's all dressed up in in stylus goods. And then she has a bunch of like Basky, uh, Banky, ba- bank, Banksy. 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 Oh. Mm-hmm. So early over here. Sorry, I just bought my turn. <laughs> the coffee's yeah. kicking in. There's a bunch of Banksy stuff, and then she had a bunch of like Baby Yoda posters, like in her oh, uh, in her kitchen, and then Aww. in her in her where was it at? I think it was in her in her like awesome spa area. She had um, a poster, but it was it was it was like a, the banana with uh, the masking oh, yeah, tape yeah. on the it. Duct tape, the yeah, duct tape banana. And I was like, oh my <laughs> yeah. goodness. So, <laughs> so you know, it, and it's and so it goes past just. Uh, um, clothing, but into the artscape and kind of this whole thing. It's just really cool to see people yeah. uh, have that can figure it out. I can't, I'm not an artist, so it's really cool just to kind of see that. So it is pretty amazing. So I, I love it. I think that's cool. Now, another thing that we're getting or has at least been announced, we knew Minecraft Dungeons. We talked about it. I gave it checks. I think Christina gave it checks. Mots, he's mm-hmm. super excited for it. No. So, we, so excited. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> he loves all things Minecraft. I, I don't know if you listen to the podcast, loves you know it. that by now. So <laughs> they've already announced that there's going to be DLC coming out for it. They did say that in July, at least it looks like July, we're going to get Jungle Awakens, which you enter a distant, dangerous jungle to fight a mysterious power across three new missions and we also will get creeping winter which maybe is in september 
So if you already bought the Hero Edition, you will get this DLC, um, you know, free basically right when it comes out, or you can buy them as they come out. Either way, there is also it's it's weird because you can buy Minecraft Dungeons and then you can buy the Hero Edition as an add-on, which is like. I don't know, 10 bucks. And then it gives you these DLCs. I prefer to just wait a lot of the times. And I think it seems like the prices are the same. So you're either just paying for the convenience Mm -hmm. of not having to think about it and you just have it versus having to buy them one off. And to me, I'd rather just see when they come out. I don't, I don't like paying ahead of time for that kind of stuff. Uh, and they did say that they are, Mojang has actually reported they are very busy working on cross-platform play, which I think is fantastic. I would, I'm really excited to see that and I hope that happens. And they also will have cool new free content for everybody to enjoy that has the game. So very excited. This is cool. I like that they already show support for it. Uh, and we'll see. We'll see what it, when it comes out, and I'm sure we'll be reporting on that. Yeah, I think waiting is kind of smart, too, because at least for us, I know we play games in, like, quick bursts, and then we're over them. Like, we're <coughs> like, we get the idea. It's good. Yeah. So yeah, if exactly. the DLC comes out and you don't really need it or want it, it's like you wasted that money. So I think that's yeah that makes sense. But it's cool that they announced it in just a couple days after the actual game is released. Yeah. No. Well, I'm wondering too, because if, if the hero version was already, you know, people were buying that edition of the game, they probably Mm -hmm. had to give them something to say, Oh, okay. Well, here's, you know, you have to wait a year to get it. And I have been hearing and reading that the game is short. So they're probably worried that people are going to be done with it. And like you said, said, you know, once you're, once you beat it, you just don't come back. So they're probably trying to tell, no, no, it'll, you know, you got a month and then we'll get more content. Okay, so I guess that does it for our game news for the week. That moves us on to our bestsellers. So the top 10 of the week. First is Animal Crossing. That's not budging or going anywhere. Two, Minecraft Dungeons, which is new. Third, Xenoblade Chronicles. Fourth, Minecraft, just the regular Minecraft, not Dungeons. Fifth, Mario Kart Deluxe 8. Sixth, Just Dance 2020. Seventh is Thief Simulator. Eighth is EQQO, and this was 66% off, uh, so that would explain why it's an eighth. And ninth is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Tenth, Zelda Breath of the Wild. And for other new games in the top 30, I'm so happy to say that at least one of the 2K games made it up there. It is 17th, which is Borderlands. Mm. I love it. Very, very good. I, I, yeah. I, I, I predicted it, and it didn't happen. I thought for sure one of these <laughs> games... Would have no. knocked Animal Crossing <laughs> off the top. I feel like there was a conspiracy against me and something happened, but uh, Minecraft Dungeons had a, had a good run for it. Maybe maybe next week. Maybe the numbers will build. And, I, don't, I don't know. Me and all my Mayo minions. Yeah, I, I think you. you guys were angry about the Mayo comments and you atta- I feel attacked. So it's okay. But I, we're even. Animal now. Crossing is still holding on and, <clears throat> you know, good good for them for that, I guess. That's that's great. <laughs> so with that, we're going to get into the new releases for this week. And maybe one of these games will knock Animal Crossing off the top. I have no idea. And to kick it off, I'm going to say June 2nd, Liberated for $16. Normally priced $20, but it's on sale. $16. Could be the one. Yeah, it won't be the one. But it's it looks really, <laughs> really good. Now, Liberated is being marketed. It says it looks it has a comic book style. It's a side-scrolling comic book look. So it has those panels and things like that. And from what I've seen in the trailers, it almost looks like you kind of jump through panels and kind of play the scenario that's being encapsulated in them. And their marketing is said to join the revolution in this comic adventure shooter. Let the hand-drawn art and action unite in a noir cyberpunk style. You fight the system, you sneak, you solve puzzles, and dispense picturesque headshots for great justice. This is published by for justice. This is published by Walkabout Games, and the developer is Atomic Wolf. I looked up Atomic Wolf to see maybe some other games they've worked on, and I think this may be their game. This may be the only game. But from the trailers, it looks fantastic. I'm excited for it. I liked everything I saw. I got a check. Yeah, I put a check on this too, just because everything they explain <laughs> in their their description, it, it's it's everything I love all the way. And it's very like kind of dark and mysterious feeling. It kind of, and the trailer had elements of my friend Pedro, but also felt a little bit like games that are um, 
you know, akin to Inside, Limbo, and Seventh Sector, which I loved. I definitely and, was thinking Limbo, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I also got some V for Vendetta vibes in there, mm-hmm. which I loved. So, yeah, I definitely... This $16 seems like a steal for a game like this, personally. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I thought it looked cool, too. It kind of reminded me a little bit of a Max Payne, you know, style mm, coming yeah. out of the comic book. And, and you know, it's not like it had bullet time or anything like that. But I, I thought that was kind of... Kind of cool. I thought it looked pretty, pretty neat, and I definitely put a check on there as well. So yeah, it's the first time in a yeah. while I think we've all checked something too. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, which is which is pretty cool. So it's it's got to be good. You got three checks on it. And then next on June fifth, both me and Michael had this one checked. The Outer Worlds finally comes to the Switch for sixty bones. It's a single player sci fi RPG brought to us by Obsidian Entertainment and Private Division. So I mean. As far as the story goes for this, you're on a colonist ship out, you know, bound for the furthest edge of the galaxy. Something bad happens. You wake decades later and you find yourself in the middle of this conspiracy between basically the overlord, the the colony. And basically, you just have to make decisions to decide what side you're going to take. And it affects like everybody. That. So, yeah, I, I love games like this. And I've I've been watching people play bits and pieces here and there just some streams not enough to give away (laughs) anything but just enough that i would know that i want it Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean i still have to get bioshock so this is going to be way down the road for me yeah this one i gave a double check i absolutely want it um obsidian did games i think like um what is it fallout new vegas and which mm-hmm. I loved. So it's it's got that very fallout look and vibe to it. You're kind of making your decisions. I love when you can pick, you know, am I going to be a hero? Am I going to be a, a rogue assassin? Am I going to do this? Am I going to be a villain? And your character, you kind of make your choices based on sort of the role play that you're doing. I like that kind of stuff a lot. I'm yeah. excited this uh, by this. I love the trailer. The trailer had a lot of energy. It reminded me of like a Borderlands trailer where it's got a lot of character, a lot of feel to it. So yeah, I've been keeping an eye on outer worlds i've been seeing a lot of stuff come out about this game and i'm very very excited for it on the switch i i probably won't be a day one buy only because like witcher i'm concerned with performance Mm -hmm. i want to just make sure it's performing well i um the developer did come out actually very recently with sort of what they're trying to achieve they did say it was going to be 1080 docked 720 handheld and they were targeting 30 frames per second they didn't say they have achieved it but that is what their (laughs) goal was and so if they are very close to that and it runs smoothly it is a switch by uh, for me for sure i'm very excited for it yeah i mean it's a it's a rpg in space yeah (laughs) it kind of reminds me of bioshock in space but yeah in, Mm -hmm. in, in some way of doing it and you know they did say you know if you buy outer worlds they have a day one patch that's going to be six gigs. So it's, oh. it's basically the game. They wow. say it's going to optimize the gameplay, provide high res textures, other fixes, oh. all this stuff. So, I mean, they do say it's going to be uh, pretty large. So they said basically that's... if you don't play the game with this patch, it's going to be terrible. That's kind of oh, what they said. Sure. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> what they said. came out with the patch day Thanks. one, I guess. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for the warning. Uh, for some reason, I thought that this game was that game in which you can like play with other friends it has a similar vibe to the one where it's like four players kind of all jump in together that game was like delayed forever or whatever on the switch but i don't know i That's always confuse outer worlds with outer wilds they both That's kind of came out at the same time yeah yep. and and a lot oh. of people were like oh did you play our worlds and you're like well did you mean outer wilds no no i meant this one mm. so yeah i think they they both came out around the same time and i think a lot of people were doing the same thing yeah, that's what it is. I wish there was more screenshots on the Nintendo website. I don't understand that. But um, yeah, I'm going to go rewatch the trailer again and, and pro- probably give it a check. But yeah, I'll, I'll wait for some reviews. But one game that I am not waiting for and will already pre-purchase, which is Ooh. Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics. All right. $39.99 is going to get you 51 games. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> uh, I sat down with uh, with Heather and we watched this trailer and she agreed that we didn't need it. So I said, I'm absolutely getting it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so is she excited for it? Will she be playing some of these games with you at least? Well, you know, the cool part about this is we talked about it before and it's confirmed 100% is that you only need one copy for your household and yeah. then everybody else can download this supplementary software 
that they can play um, any of the games locally. You can also play online with people. You can pass a Joy-Con around. So if you want to play on one, there is the ability to link multiple switches together to like for some of the games at all, like kind of the Mario Party style. Um, it's a little hard. You know, I think that of the 51 games, I'm not sure how many of them we would actually play together, maybe like 20 of them. So I think it may be worth it. Like it could be fun to play the bowling again. That reminds me of like the Wii sports mm. bowling because it actually uses yeah. the Joy-Con that you flip, you know, and stuff like that. Um, that's kind of cool. The tank games, whatever. I think I think some of the the card games and, and stuff are cool. But it's fun going and watching like a five-minute trailer of all the games. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to look at the names of the games. Because they they obviously have like sorry, but it's called something else, right? And like yeah, it's just it's popular. Yeah. yeah, it's just something else where you're like, oh, I can see us. Like Connect Four is uh, four in a row, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's <laughs> definitely Connect Four. I think it could be really fun, and I'll talk yeah. about later how we're playing some some board games. But I, I think for forty dollars, it's a good price. Uh, she was like, "How much is it? You know, is it sixty? Less than a dollar like, no. per game. Less yeah. than a dollar per game, and and that's what I was going to say as well, Mats. I think they priced this one right. If this was a full price game, I would have had a little trouble with it. Mm-hmm. Forty dollars anywhere in that ballpark, a little bit more, a little bit less. I think forty and below. I want to say that forty and below is a good price for this. I'm excited. You and I both loved. Uh, clubhouse games originally when they first came mm-hmm. out so i it, it gives me fond memories but there's probably 20 that i will play and this is a more one of those games you kind of just have on your library you pick it up occasionally maybe somebody comes over and you're like hey you want to play something and yeah. they're not gamers but you can play this because everybody can do it mm-hmm. so it's it's not something where i think i would sit down and just be like oh i put 200 hours in on clubhouse games 51 but i <laughs> like having the um the option to play some of these games when you just have 20 minutes, you know, or maybe there's some games that I've never played because it does say that they pulled games from all over the world. There's games that I've never even seen before that I want to give a shot to. So I'm excited for, I I definitely gave this a check as well. They also walk you through, they have like video tutorials and a lot of the games you can play in assist modes, like walk you through like, Oh, let's play your first round. We'll kind of guide you through it. Mm -hmm. So that'll be fun for some of the games that I'm not really um, familiar with playing like go or some of the, the different checker games or things like that. So I think it could be a lot of fun. We've recently gotten into board games and learning board games is, is not fun. So hopefully they, these kind of walk through it and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I may just buy one copy or maybe I'll buy two. I, I don't know. I, Heather gets upset whenever I buy anything. So <laughs> maybe I'll just buy it for me and then, if she starts to wanting to play it more, then I'll buy another copy for her. But be like, oh, what's this on my no. Switch? Oh, I must have got a, 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 a code for this. Yeah, that's what this. I got to say. I got yeah, a code yeah. for this. Yeah, I do a well, podcast. You know, she <laughs> yeah, she podcast loves when codes. you gift her things. So <laughs> She does love that. <laughs> <laughs> Just buy it for her. There you go. <laughs> and on that bombshell, we're going to get to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing? I'll go first this week. So oh, we uh, little <laughs> just because my list is pretty short. Uh, I've been playing Animal Crossing a lot less than I had previous weeks. And before the podcast, we had a little chat about things that were, you know, annoying us in Animal Crossing and how now the things that have been annoying us are just so aggravating. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, the dialogue they have to get through. That's so repetitive every single time, especially with the stamp rally. I just want to, you know get my fossils assessed. I don't need you to tell me every single thing about the stamp rally every single day. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that um, has gotten kind of annoying and just I, I'm ready to move on. I mm-hmm. think if Animal Crossing has other cool events, sure, I'll check them out. But right now it's I'm only playing probably an hour a day to check my turnip prices, water my flowers and uh, check what's in the shop. And well, and you're that's pretty, pretty far along it. with where your island is as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. that that. I think would help because once I get to a point where I'm comfortable where my with my island, I'm happy with mm-hmm. my island. I mean, until I get some new stuff, what you know, what else would I be doing? I guess you could knock it all down and redo it, but I, I'm not, I'm not at that level. Yeah, I'm sure there's probably going to be stuff in areas that I want to redo or change up or terraform eventually. But for right now, I'm okay with taking a break. I'm ready to move on to other games. I started playing a game that we checked that I think it just me and you, Michael checked last week called mm-hmm. turmoil. We got a code for, and I got to play it for a bit. Uh, it's, it's okay. It's probably about, you get what you pay for, I think with this one. And the, okay. the biggest thing, the biggest thing with the game is the 
the controls are weird. I originally didn't think there was a touchscreen. There is, but even the touchscreen is really weird and janky and oh. and a little frustrating. Yeah, but uh, I, I do plan on writing a full review for it at some point, nice. so I won't give away too much. But yeah, those are just the only two I've been playing this week. Excellent. Mats, you you doing some board games. Yeah, we, we've been playing our Animal Crossing here and there. I did my stamp rally. I really enjoyed it. I did it once, and then I haven't mm-hmm. gone back. But yeah. I, mm-hmm. I had it's been a long time since I went and walked through my um, my my museum. So I really enjoyed it. I really like the butterfly part, and it, yeah, like, it's I, beautiful. I really, it it's is. really. I mean, someone spent a lot of time on this on this yeah. thing, and it's really beautiful. So I, I enjoyed that they did it for that. I agree. Some of the other things are getting annoying. I just went to to. Michael's Island and uh, picked up some turnips and mm-hmm. call on, let me get past the the 18, you know, ways to connect to the internet and not connect to the internet and search for a friend and do a thing. But, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, w- we've been having fun. Uh, Heather is, is in the mode of just organizing and terraforming and I'm still trying to get KK slow. So, so there's that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been playing some board games. We, we picked up a few two player board games, which are quite hard to, to come by. Uh, the first I'll talk about is Fox in the Forest. Uh, we picked up the duet, the sequel. Fox in the Forest is a very small board game. Uh, has a sort of fantasy princess type of story with it. Uh, but it's quite a, a good one. The, the Fox in the Forest, you, you play against each other. Uh, and Fox in the Forest duet, you play with each other on a team okay. to escape the forest. And it's a little tiny board. And the whole goal is is as you're going, you're, you, you're trying to collect these gems in the forest. And and as you go, you have these cards and you each have to play a card. And um, based on the card, whoever wins has to go either towards them or away from them. Um, and well, you have to go towards yourself if you win or if the other person wins, it goes towards themselves. And you want to stay in the forest. You don't want to go outside the forest. You want to collect these gems. So it's a strategy game of saying like, okay, sometimes I want to win, but then sometimes I'm too close to the edge of the forest. So I need to let my partner win. And you're moving back and forth on the board. Uh, it's pretty good. You get through it in about 30 minutes. And, and that's quite quite lovely. I know Fox in the Forest won a lot of awards. Um, we might pick up the first one, but we we have not beat it yet. So there's that. <laughs> um, so it's quite, mm-hmm. quite, <laughs> quite hard. It was, it was a hard to learn some of these games i would say um only due to you know sometimes they make videos online and and they just read the instructions i'm like well i just want to see someone play the game you know like show me a round and i can figure it out but that game is very good you know 15 bucks or whatever and if you're looking for a two-player game that's good the one that i really like i i at least liked it i don't know heather could give her review but it's called patchwork now this game i think is so cool patchwork it's a it's a it's like quilting (laughs) So you okay. have this, you have this, uh, you have this Sounds board. like a blast. It's, 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 it's really cool. So, okay. So, so how it is, it's, it's, uh, it's for two players, like I said, and you have this board and, um, and in the middle of the board, you, you have all these, you, you have all these buttons and your buttons are the in-game currency basically. And you have this board that you're kind of working around in the center. So you, you kind of, the game always has a stopping point. And the board in the center in which your little characters are are moving towards the center. And there's different ways that you get more buttons and you can pick stuff. But you have your own personal board. And the whole goal is to fill it in, fill it in and build a quilt. And each quilted tile is worth a certain amount of buttons and certain amounts of, of moves and things like that that you have to do for your character. So it's the strategy of I want to move so far in the game, but I don't want to go move too fast, but I want to get the buttons. And you build your own quilt up, which is cool. And they're all like Tetris pieces. So they're all different. And and what you do is you you put a big circle of all the quilt pieces around the game board that you're moving through. And you sort of move your piece around so you can only pick some of the quilt pieces. You have to be strategic about it. Uh, and you're building this up again. I lost quite again. I, I lose at all the games in the house. Uh, but it, <laughs> it was really fun. If you're looking for something, again, this game, 20, 30 minutes. It's a game that's easy to figure out easy to go to quite fun because it's very colorful it's very quilty um lots of cool game pieces it's, it's very very fun so that'd be the one i recommend and and that's been mostly it just the board games we sat down played some board games we're gonna play some bocce ball today go outside a little bit uh, but yeah that's about it that's my, nice. that's my life yeah i'm a big fan of getting into the board games i've been doing that a little bit we, every once in a while and a lot less right now with 
COVID, but um, my family gets together on Saturday nights, does like a board game type thing. One of ours, and, and I don't know if you've been playing it, but I recently started playing Yahtzee. That was a lot of fun. Mm. Super simple to pick up. Real quick games, you know, 10, 15 minutes. If you just got some time, you want to play something quick. That's another good one to to try out. Um, so, yeah, that's that's very cool. It's awesome to get off, you know, computer and switch and other stuff and actually just kind of enjoy a couple board games. So, yeah. very, very cool. Now, for me, I've got the usual. So you got your Witcher 3s and your pick crosses and very, very little Animal Crossing. I'm very much like Christina where um, just kind of I, I still love the game. I still love when I'm getting in there and I'm doing stuff to my island. But to, to fire it up and to do stuff is just so frustrating that it makes me not want to play it. And it's kind of breaking it for me. I, I do hope that those things get addressed at some point because I just I, I want to just drop off fossils. I don't need a 20 minute spiel about fossils every time I go to do it. And um, when I'm going to Sahara and I just want to buy rugs, I don't I know what you're doing there. I know I've seen you five times now. <laughs> um, I've got over 200 hours in the game. I don't need an explanation of what you're doing on my island. I just want to play the game. So I, I hope that gets addressed, but uh, I think all of us are kind of unanimous in saying that it probably isn't going to happen, but wishful thinking. I'm, I'm staying wishful, <laughs> but I do have a new addition to the game, Ooh. to my game list, and that is Minecraft Dungeons. I mentioned last week that I was a, a, sure, a buy for sure with this game, and so I picked it up and I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I haven't given an official review yet. I've got maybe, uh, I don't know, eight to 10 hours into it. I'm kind of cranking along here maybe less i don't know i can't tell how long i've been playing it yet but it's very very well done i like that they did basically diablo in the minecraft world i like at first it seems very simple it is definitely a simplified version of a game but it seemed very simple but as you play through you start to collect um your gear so you have a weapon you have your armor and then you have uh your your distance weapons so bow and arrow crossbow things like that and then you have extra stuff so you have three slots for and these are interchangeable there's nothing i don't think there's nothing that you have to set in them so one of them is like a a rocket so if you're familiar with minecraft you know the fireworks it's a rocket that you can load and you can shoot it off and it does an explosion so you can kind of do damage to an area but then there's a cooldown period so you can use it every 20 seconds or 30 seconds there's a um meat that you can that you can use and what that does is it calls a, a wolf to be at your side and the wolf has his own life and then once they die there's a cooldown period and then you can use that again there's potions or stuff that you pick up as you go and it's all pulled from the game so it's very very cool you know fruit drops and all these things that you're very familiar with seeing but they're just used in a new and kind of different, unique way. But if you're familiar at all with Minecraft or any sort of dungeon crawler, you get the gist of it pretty quickly. Mm. I will say that the animations and sort of the build up to the game, uh, I got I know what's happening and I know what the story is, but it seems almost a little too simplified, like. At the you pick your level and then there's a voiceover as it's kind of panning into wherever you are about to fight, and that's telling you what you're supposed to be doing there. So there's not a I feel like there could be a little bit more depth to the story. So maybe that happens as you kind of get through the game a little bit more because I like I said, I am only on the second or third area. Mm. So I I wish I saw a little bit more in that area of the game. And I wish that uh, there was a little bit more complexity for armor. And that could also happen as you level up too. I'm very low on levels right now, but maybe the variety. So I've seen three different types of armor. Some of them have better and worse specs, but there's three same look to them and i want to see more of that like i've used a sword i've used a spear i've used a, a pickaxe but i want to see more so like those are the things i loved about diablo is like you constantly were getting stuff that you could experiment with and play with now overall very very good looks very very good I will say it needs a performance update for this. It runs a little choppy on Switch. There's times when mm -hmm. I'm running around and you can like visually see it stuttering. And there's like little hiccups here and there and performance issues here and there. When it's playing fine, it looks great. But those stutters and stuff kind of 
are a little jarring. They're not game breaking in any way, but they are noticeable. So I'm assuming we'll see a performance update. I don't think this happens on any other system. It's just a switch issue. So we'll see. But overall, I would say if I had to give any number right now, it's a three and a half to four on our list of five. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I think there's a lot of potential there. I'd like to see this like I said, a performance update to kind of bump that up, that solid half point. And then hopefully, you know, with these DLCs, maybe we get some more depth and more uh, lore to the game. That's what I feel like is missing, the lore and and sort of like the backstory. It's interesting because it seems like there's such a really interesting backstory in the trailer. Yeah, and and you do, and that's kind of how it starts. So you get that same okay. trailer that we've all seen, and that's sort of the the mm-hmm. game intro. Like the intro. And, the, and yeah, and that video is adorable and wonderful, and it's very much like a Telltale Games type style, and just mm-hmm. really really good. But you your characters never, at least from what I've seen, you know, and, and this probably gets a lot better because I'm playing it solo. So I'm sure there's it's totally different experience oh, when you okay. play online. I haven't played with anybody. Um, but if I'm playing solo, you're not interacting with anybody. It's not like an RPG in that way. There is a blacksmith that appears in your sort of home base hub and you can go to them and you do collect those shards and you can spend 80 and you get some randomized weapon, but there's no dialogue. There's no communication. There's no choices. There's no, I don't even know if my character has a voice, you know, there's just like no Mm. depth in that way, which kind of makes it feel a little flat and it kind of takes away from the charm of the game especially in the trailer when you see you know the interactions that are happening and there's so much character there it it's kind of missing from the actual game and there's not even there's i haven't even seen any other uh like cutscenes that kind of supplement that and bring more of that in and the charm back in it's just you literally pick an area and you you kind of go and i i think that they are randomly generated or maybe they're just different based on what level you decide to go and go in at because you pick a level and then there's sort of a sliding scale and it says like level one and it gives you you know this here's what gear can drop here and here's what level we suggest you be at if you want to try this and then there's like a normal level and this is the level range we suggest you be and then hard and then as you get past hard it unlocks more and more complicated versions of that level but essentially it's the same area but maybe just slightly different but it's the same thing, you know? So you're just playing maybe the same areas. I think there's like seven different areas, but you would play them potentially five times each if you want to go through and 100% it. But there's no story. You just get a voiceover saying, you know, the evil, whatever his name is, is creating a poison. And if you don't get the cauldron, all of these villagers will be poisoned. It's like, okay, so I know what I'm doing here, but it's just, it's just, but like why? I, yeah, it could be it could just be done handled a little bit better to kind of make me more excited to do it. So, but overall, it's it's not bad. It's not a bad game in any way. I just I think I I just want a little bit, just a little bit more, just a little bit more from it. Gotcha. Before we wrap things up, if we get listeners that email us and kind of have questions for us or have conversation and topics they want us want us to talk about. We like to bring those into the conversation. In this case, we actually have a listener review. This was posted on uh, iTunes. I'm assuming there's maybe reviews from the podcast other other places, but I always check iTunes for it. <laughs> and this was posted in the 1st of April from Kevexception. And they gave us a three star. N- nothing wrong with that. That's That's great. And they did say, though, their criticism was that they do come back to and listen to the podcast from time to time, but they kind of have fond memories from year one and that they've said we take too many breaks and that we don't appear consistent. They said that we understand life situations come up and that the cast can't always be there, but the consistency issues are driving them away. So even though we... You know, we do this for fun and and this is sort of a, just a really fun outlet for us. We do want to take these listener feedback very seriously and we want to take them into consideration and not just ignore them. And we always want to make the show as good as it possibly can for everybody. But I think for us, when Mats and I first started, 
there, we found that there were times where our work life and personal life kind of pulled us away for an episode or two. And then you were left with just one person trying to do the show. And in this case, we, we asked Christina if she would join us so that in theory, there's always at least two people having a conversation, sharing and talking about video games and with hopes and, and at least for the last couple of months, it's working out no problem where all three of us are there and having a blast and talking about video games. Now, this person's criticism, while it's it's driving them away, it was always kind of baked in that that would be the way the show would work. There's definitely going to be times from here and in the past and moving forward where we all cannot be on the show. There's just, we have work. We have things that kind of pull us off of the show and We're busy people. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, and, and it, that's why we have multiple hosts. We always want to mm-hmm. be able to have a conversation. We always want to be able to put out a show each and every week. We understand. And, you know, we apologize for this person's issue, but I don't think it's something we can actively change because that was something we planned for. That is why mm-hmm. we have three hosts. It's, it's going to happen. There's going to be cases where this happens and, uh, we will do our best to limit that of course, but that's we just wanted to make sure un, people understand new listeners, old listeners, if they notice people coming and going. That is why it was always baked in. It was always planned. And we just wanted to make sure we always had enough people on this show to provide an entertaining um, podcast, even if somebody couldn't be on for a, a limited amount of time. But we always regroup and we always kind of come back together and the the threesome is back together three musketeers so yeah i mean it's like going forward you know we'll, we'll try to be transparent about it too like you know if 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 and when we need to go out so you kind of know what's coming up too i think is important is we try to you know listen to some feedback from listeners make sure the format of the show is consistent but one thing we can definitely do is so it's not a surprise is you know if there's a month or whatever that michael's going to be gone then you know we'll just let you know ahead of time but yeah life does happen and uh, but we try to be con- as consistent, but also, you know, if you do have feedback on the show and there's other yeah. things too, I mean, f- definitely feel free to love reviews uh, as well. You can always email us. You can go to nintendodispatch.com. You can join our discord. You can hit the contact button, you know, let us know, let us know if there's other things you like about the show or don't like about the show and we'll, we'll try to work on it. You know, we're, we're yeah. open for feedback. So yeah. And if there's anything too, where if, if there's an article that pops up and you want to hear our take on it, send it our way. You know, we love hearing from people in that, you know, capacity also. Yeah, absolutely. And and we're not mentioning this to say that we disapprove of feedback. We just wanted to give a better understanding of why it is the way it is. And so people, listeners understand, that's all. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's Nintendo Dispatch. You can find us everywhere on the internet. Like I said, NintendoDispatch.com. You can find us on Twitter and uh, you can just go to the website. You see all the reviews and all the stuff there. But until next time, this has been your Nintendo Dispatch.